Amazing. Welcome to MaxWeb Video Podcast. I am so grateful to have all of you here. We have a super special guest today. Uh, I am not just uh, excited to have Robbie here because he's a wonderful human being. Uh, he happens to really know what he's talking about, especially when it comes to Facebook traffic. Um, so, Robbie, thank you so much for joining. Anna, thanks so much for having me. I mean, obviously, it's a, a pleasure being here. It's always good seeing you and uh, talking with you. And uh, I know when you asked me to be on here, you know, I said, absolutely, let's do it. Because, you know, the more people I can help out to, you know, have success online, the, the happier I am and obviously the, the happier they'll be. So super excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, let's pretend we have a few friends on here that don't know what uh, a huge legend and celebrity Robbie is. Oh, yeah. It's laughing, but it's it's true. <laughs> Let's pretend we don't know who Robbie Blanchard is. So, you know, we are early. So spend a few minutes. I would love to hear just a tiny bit of your journey. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely am not a celebrity or anything like that. Uh, I'm just a normal guy. You know, I put my I put my pants on one leg at a time like everybody else, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically I started online about six years ago. Uh, prior to that, uh, I was just a, a gym owner. So I had a, you know, a CrossFit gym. I actually still own the CrossFit gym. Um, and, you know, I didn't know anything about, you know, affiliate marketing. I didn't know anything about, you know, MaxWeb or ClickBank or any of that stuff, right? Um, I just had a business, an online bit or a, a gym business and, uh, things weren't, weren't great, right? It was it was kind of struggling, right? And the reason why I was struggling was because um, I went to school for exercise and sports science. That was my degree. Um, and they taught you how to get people in shape and they taught you about nutrition and everything, but they never taught you about how to get people in the door, <laughs> right? Um, and so when I built my gym, uh, it was it was tough at first. It was tough to get people in the door because I was really good at getting people in shape, but I couldn't get people to, <laughs> into the door to get in shape. Um, so it wasn't until I found Facebook ads, right? So Facebook ads literally changed the, the course of my gym from being one that was really struggling to then that one that was succeeding, right? And so what happened was I did that and then, uh, you know, I, I turned my gym around and then back in 2015, I wanted to finally start online. Um, so I joined a mastermind on how to you know, start an online business. And their first thing they told you to do was to create a, a product, right? An online product, digital product. Um, so I remember doing that and I created it. And I remember going to every single person in the mastermind because back then uh, it was all about email, right? Uh, so I went to everybody who had those big email lists and I asked them to promote my product. Uh, and everybody said no. <laughs> and they said no because uh, first of all, it was not, uh, you know, my product was a CrossFit product. It was not a weight loss product. It was more of a skill-based product. Um, and so nobody would promote it, right? Because they all had these big email lists that were geared towards weight loss. And so what I decided to do is, you know, I got pretty frustrated and I said, well, you know, I'm just going to go and try to run a Facebook ad to my product, right? Um, because it worked for my gym, maybe it can work for this product. And so, uh, so I did that. I'll never forget it. You know, I, I, I set up the ads, went to bed, woke up the next morning and I had three sales, right? Um, and I couldn't believe it. Right. And I remember calling my parents and saying, Hey, did you buy my program? Uh, and they said, what program? I don't know what you're talking about. So, so I knew it wasn't my parents. So I knew that three people that I don't know in the world, uh, went on Facebook, saw my ad, clicked on it, bought the program and I made money. Right. And even though it was maybe 20 bucks or something like that, uh, to me, it might as well have been like a million dollars. Right. It was, it was just like so many light bulbs going off in my head. Like, because I knew if I could do it once, you know, I could do it thousands of times, right? And that's, and that's what I've done. And so 
I shifted from uh, having my own product and then promoting other people's products because I found out that I was much better at uh, just getting eyeballs onto people's pages and let other people do the products for me. Um, and so I got pretty good at it and I ended up becoming, you know, number one on, on ClickBank, uh, you know, a little while ago. And I've, you know, to date, I've, you know, done millions uh, on the platforms and, um, but the coolest thing for me is not is not my own success. Uh, the, the best thing for me has been able to like give back and help literally thousands of people have success. I mean, that's what gets me excited. You know, it's great to you know, have your own success, but nothing gets me more excited than seeing other people succeed. And so um, and so that's where we uh, that's where we are today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, guys, for uh, for everyone joining, I mean, uh, I personally can vouch for the fact that Robbie is helping so many students. Uh, you know, we are very proud of our reputation. MaxWeb uh, has always been a place where affiliates can come and, you know, we'll give them as many knowledge as we can and especially we'll be very truthful. Oh, you know, we love to always make sure they have offers that convert or, you know, good payouts. And most important is that we are honest, right? So we would never invite anyone on the podcast that is not someone that actually, you know, has proven that they can do this, right? And Robbie, I mean, I have seen on MaxWeb, we have many affiliates that Robbie has uh, trained successfully. Mm -hmm. And I honestly have seen them go from, you know, having a full-time job and doing this part-time to being able to quit their job and, you know, be an affiliate full-time which i really think is the dream people focus so much on you know buying a lamborghini on or having a rolex but yeah. no i mean if you can do this full-time yeah. i personally think is fantastic and you know i'm I just wanted to say that, especially when, you know, we have more people join. I really believe in you, not just because I like you, right? But I've seen it so many times yeah. and it makes me so happy, you know? And now when we see, oh, I'm one of Robbie's students, I'm like, okay, he's going to be good. Give him the good offers, right? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, and I love what you said there, Anna, too. I think that, you know, like you said, so many people focus on, like, you know, Lamborghinis and all this crazy stuff and which is not not really my thing at all. Um, you know, but honestly and truly, like it, you don't have to achieve even that level of success to have life changing freedom, right? Like even just making an extra hundred bucks a day, an extra two hundred bucks a day. I mean, that's that's life changing. And what's really cool is the fact that like even on MaxWeb, you know, you have offers that, you know, essentially one sale, you know, can get you to that, right? Which is so we're not talking about like crazy, like out of reach stuff. Um, you know, and that's and that's the cool thing about it. And for me, I've done a lot of different business models. I've done, you know, e-commerce, and I've done, you know, consulting, and I've had an agency. I've done all these things. Uh, but there, there's something special about affiliate marketing, right? There's something special where, you know, it really is. There's there's nothing like it. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I like to help so many people have success with it because I really think it is, like you said, it is it is the dream. It is the goal. It's something that you really want to have. You know, which is which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I have uh, a lot of great questions. I think they're great. Hopefully, I'm sure they are. <laughs> think the same. Um, I want to start with the basics, right? Mm -hmm. So you actually mentioned uh, when you were telling us about your background, how you went online and you had your first ad, and you know you were able overnight to make those three first sales. Yeah. Tell me, at that point, did you have any type of training when it comes to Facebook ads? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, no, no, it was, it was pretty much all self-taught. You know, I, I had done, you know, uh, taken some courses and I, you know, tried to, you know, what most people do is they buy all these different courses and stuff. And, uh, you know, but for me, it was, it was just being in the trenches and making a lot of dumb mistakes and, <laughs> and just, uh, and figuring things out. That's, that's really where I was able to learn. Um, so no, I didn't have a ton of experience or training. I think that, uh, you know, the best training you can get is just, is just doing it. Right. So that's, that's what I did now. Well, that's, you know, that's fantastic. And it's, it's super promising to a lot of the affiliates that are just thinking about, you know, getting started because right now, you know, we have a lot of people that do native and email and search. Um, and almost everyone is like, okay, we want to try Facebook ads, yeah. right? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's pretend we want to give them A, B, and C. You want to start tomorrow. I would love for you to go and do a, B, and C. Mm -hmm. um, maybe forums, maybe information, maybe ask a friend, really anything. Where do we start? Right now we're focusing on the beginners. Yeah, I think I think there's, you know, first place you would start is going to be, first of all, you know, choosing um, an offer, right? I think for me, that's that's one of the first things you want to do is decide what offer you want to do. And obviously you're going to go on MaxWeb to make that happen. Um, and so when you do that, you're going to find the offer uh, and uh, from there you're going to reverse engineer it right so this is what i always tell my students right is find the offer you want to promote first and then work backwards right so you're going to find the offer so say it's a weight loss product right and then what i'd recommend doing as as boring as it is <laughs> is i want you to actually watch the vsl right watch the entire vsl and take a bunch of notes right and, and take down who this vsl is speaking about what the ideal customer is how old are they? Where do they live? Are they single? Are they married? Are they divorced? Are they uh, looking to lose weight? What's their, what are the pain points? What are the, the hooks? What are the different things that get people um, into the, the VSL, right? And write those all down, whether it's on a piece of paper or online or whatever, um, do that. And so once you do that, the next step you're going to do is you're going to start to build out, um, if you're doing Facebook ads, which is what I teach as my bread and butter, you're going to start to build your, you know, your pre-sell page, your bridge page, your, your landing page, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, for me personally, if you're just starting out, I would start out with a quiz. I think the quiz uh, page is the best because you know it's very easy to come up with like four to seven questions. Um, it's a lot harder to write a, a article that's like you know very copy driven that takes a little bit more skill. Uh, but when you first start out, take a quiz, right? Because you really can't mess it up that bad. Uh, and <laughs> the cool thing is, is with a uh, with a quiz, it's very easy to make tweaks to it, right? So you know, you know, the most important question though is the first question. If you can get someone to take that first question, they're going to take the whole quiz, right? So make sure that first question is very curiosity based, uh, something that makes people be like, well, why are they asking me this? Like, don't say, you know, are you a man or a woman? Like, you know, the example I always use is, you know, uh, for a question would be like, when you wake up in the morning, do you get up on the right side of the bed or the left side of the bed, right? Um, and the reason why people are like, well, why are they asking me that? Well, if I get up on the right side, is that good or is that bad, right? So they, they want to go through the quiz, right? And then finally, the last part is to build out your actual ad, right? So obviously, you're going to want to get set up with a, a Facebook account, uh, you know, business account. And then from there, uh, you would create that ad. Now, with the ad, you have to peak curiosity, right? You're not trying to sell on the ad. Facebook is not a place where people go to buy stuff, right? Uh, people go on Facebook just to kind of, you know, just do nothing, <laughs> right? But people buy a lot of stuff on Facebook. So you just have to make sure you're very, um, you know, social to the platform in the sense that you're peaking curiosity, you're telling almost a story. Um, and then from there, you know, obviously you're going to get people to click over. So I think it's so important to work backwards because I see a lot of people make the mistake of running, coming up with their ad first 
without even realizing what their offer is going to be next. Um, and then what happens is a lot of people sometimes get good click-through rates on their ads, you know, their landing page is good, but then nobody buys, right? And the reason why is because there's no congruency throughout it. So work backwards and that's where you have more success. I mean, you shared so, so much great stuff. I already <laughs> made a mental note of this um, on, on the quiz, right? Because I have seen a lot of affiliate partners use pictures or maybe a pre-sale. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Quizzes work incredibly well. Yeah. And, uh, do you use like a specific tool to, you know, get ideas for the quizzes or... Mm -hmm. Tell me a bit more. Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, as far as like a, a software, I mean, I use like ClickFunnels or you know, any any landing page software is going to work fine. Um, but as far as the actual quiz questions, I mean, what I usually do is I like to get that first question to be very curiosity based because you know once someone takes that first question, that's a you know to me every question someone answers on a quiz is a micro commitment, right? And so every you know micro commitment we can get eventually when they get to the VSL. You know, they're invested in it. They're ready to go. Um, and that's why um, you can get more people to buy. So uh, that first question, curiosity based, then you can do like question two, question three, question four can be a little bit more uh, congruent to the actual offer. You know, um, so you can say like, you know, have you heard about this two minute morning ritual? Right. Or, um, you know what? Uh, and then you also want to play on a little bit of emotion, too, because all the VSLs, everything that uh, um, these type of offers are, they're not. Um, they're, they're all emotional based, right? So people are making an emotional decision to buy that product based on, on the emotions they're feeling. So you wanna kind of tie into those emotions with the quiz, but that's really what it's all about. And then uh, at the end of the uh, the quiz, you wanna have like your, your thank you page where it says, hey, thanks so much for taking the quiz. Uh, based on your results, you know, you qualify uh, to watch this presentation, right? So we want to have a little bit of, uh, you know, exclusivity to the to the presentation. Um, and then also, you know, kind of give a little bit of a um, expected experience, which is like, hey, you know, on the next page, click over to watch this short presentation, right? So at least they know going into it, okay, there's a presentation I need to watch, right? Um, so little subtle things like that can make a big difference. Yeah. Amazing. That's super helpful. How many questions? Um, you know, four to seven is kind of the range. I mean, I, I tend to lean more towards four or five. Um, I think the more questions you ask, the more you can kind of lose people. So I think, but I think four to seven is, is kind of that sweet spot. Yeah. Awesome. All right. From your, and, and now I would love to figure out what type of offers, because you mentioned how important it is to make sure you choose the right offer, right? Mm -hmm. And we know if someone comes to us, we're going to know, okay, so these five offers, we know they're doing well on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but what if there are fantastic offers out there that might be doing well on Facebook? Mm -hmm. We just not, you know, because we're going to be honest, we're going to tell you our yes. affiliates have run this offer on native, looks amazing, yeah. but no one is running this on Facebook, right? Yeah. So what type of categories or offers are you seeing as doing really well right now? Yeah, good question. I think that, um, you know, for me, I mean, the, the category that's always the big one is, you know, the health and, and weight loss category. Um, you know, I think that's that's always like the, you know, it's there, there's pluses and minuses to it. Obviously, one of the minuses is, is sometimes Facebook um, tends to give you trouble <laughs> with the weight loss space. But uh, but the plus is, is first of all, it you know, pretty much everybody on the planet is interested in losing weight. Um, in some way, shape or form. So it makes it a little bit easier to target uh, and kind of dial in and get sales. Um, 
But I think the big one is really focus on like categories that are just massive, right? I think we want to go mass market, right? Where, um, you know, for example, like, you know, the relationship niche. So if you have, you know, if there's like dating products or if there's, um, you know, relationship type stuff like that, that's one, um, you know, make money obviously is another type of niche. It's huge mass market. People can relate to that. Right. Um, and then also I would say the, the last one obviously is health and weight loss, um, which is, which is important. It kind of, the reason why that's so important is because, it kind of taps into our, you know, they call it like Pavlov's uh, hierarchy of needs, which is uh, food, sex, and money, right? Those are the three things that everybody can relate to in one way, shape, or form and, and, and crave and want. Um, and so uh, by doing that, by focusing on those categories, that's where uh, you're going to see the most results. And the cool thing is like, you know, when you find a winning offer and you have your winning copy and image and everything, when you start to scale up, you know, but you'll be so thankful you have a large category because it's not going to slow you down, right? If you're in a very small niche, like when you start to scale up, you may hit that ceiling a lot faster. And then that just requires more testing and more creatives and stuff. But when you have a mass market product, um, I mean, I've had like one or two winning creatives and I can just go. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So you mentioned creatives. Mm -hmm. um, how important it is to work on new creatives uh, all the time, or is best to stick with whatever has been working for you in the past? I mean, honestly, I'm asking you, how do you do it? Do you create uh, new quizzes every week, or you kind of have a special formula and you try to go back to that? Yeah, great question. So for me personally, the, the landing page, the quiz is something I don't test as much as I do my my ads, right? So my images or my videos for my ads. And that's something that, you know, I, I really recommend you test, you know, test fast and test often when you when you first begin. Because, you know, one of the mistakes I see a lot of people make is they'll be like, oh, Robbie, like I, I tested. And I'm like, okay, cool. How many uh, images did you test with? And they said, oh, I did like six images. And I said, well, you, you haven't even started testing, <laughs> you know? So uh, you need to, to test out more. And for me, you know, I wanna uh, be in a position where I'm failing fast, right? Like I wanna know, uh, what's not working just as much as I want to know what is going to work, right? Because if something doesn't work, I don't want to spend, you know, weeks or months trying to figure that out. I want to know within a couple of days, hey, this is not going to work so I can move on to something else, right? So for me, that's what I focus on there. Um, so I'll, I'll test out a lot. I'll test out 30, 40, 50, you know, different images, creatives, copy until I find that winner. And then what I do is I break out those winners um, into, you know, kind of their own campaigns and I focus on those uh, scaling those up. And then what I make sure I do is I always follow what I call the 80-20 rule, uh, which is 80% of your budget should be focused on your winners and 20% of your budget should always be going towards testing, right? Because uh, this is a mistake another a lot, of, a lot of affiliates make is, you know, they finally find that winner or two and they're so excited and they think they don't have to do anything any anymore. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's easy street from here on out. Um, and then quickly they realize, oh my God, like my creatives are starting to die out. They're starting to uh, not be as effective. And then they have to scramble to get some testing done. And it's like, don't do that. Just have some stuff uh, testing at all times and then always try to beat your your winner, right? So if you have a winning ad, uh, always have a couple that you're trying to beat and you may find one that beats it and does better and then get some more stuff testing uh, and go from there. So that's that's my advice for that. That's, yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> advice because uh, I honestly have seen this a lot, right? And this happens to very good affiliates, mm -hmm. um, you know, Facebook affiliates. Uh, you have a fantastic offer. It's gonna, you know, it's going well. You have, I don't know, let's pick an hour. Let's say you have 50 sales every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you're comfy, you know, that offer is doing well. Yeah. However, you know, a week or two, three, a month into it, the conversion rate is gonna go down. Yeah. And many times, you know, the partners will reach out to us 
chances are on native the offer is doing beautifully and many times we do want to say well maybe we want to switch up the ads but we don't know how to do it without giving them advice because it's you know i can't uh, we can't say well go and change your creatives because yeah. you we might be wrong, but I'm glad you said it um, yeah. because it's important. And that can really bring back an offer for you because many times I've noticed when affiliates are struggling with an offer, having a, the conversion rate go down for a bit, mm -hmm. the first inclination is to pick another campaign. Yeah. And many times if you change the creatives, mm -hmm. just the way, you know, we have been very comfortable with native because we do a bit of that in house too. So it's mm -hmm. You know, many times with a new pre-sale on, you know, our brain or rep content, we'll be able to to switch things up. So I'm actually super happy to hear you say that sometimes just having new ads can bring the offer back. Oh, for sure. And I think that, you know, the, the perfect example I always give is that, you know, most of the time the offer is not the problem. It's your creatives that need refreshing. Right. And so, you know, here in the States, I don't know if you have it uh, where you live, uh, Anna, but do, do you have a uh, Geico? Have you, have you ever seen the Geico commercials? Well, I, I live in the States for a- Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, so Geico, right? So guys, like, you know, this is a perfect example because Geico, what do they sell? They sell insurance, right? They've been selling insurance for, I think, 100 years or something like that, right? So their offer has not changed, but guess what? Their creatives for the advertising, changes all the time. You got the gecko, you got the caveman, you got the hump day camel, you got uh, all these different ones, right? So there, the offer stays the same, but the front end, which is the creatives are always changing, right? So you see them come up with new stuff all the time. And so you have to do the same thing as an affiliate marketer, right? Or they're advertising, like your offer is probably fine. You just need to do a better job of rotating through your creatives. Yeah. Oh my, I'm so glad you said that. So yeah. now I tell everyone I told you so. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. We actually brought on a lot of our friends here to talk about the content side of things because, we, you know, I know how important it is. Mm -hmm. And that was my, the next thing on my list here to ask you, how do you get ideas for the content? Do you do it yourself? Do you, uh, did you hire a content creator? Um, tell me about the process or, or, or how you find the best ideas. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, first thing I do is I always like, you know, once again, I go through the VSL. I always want to make sure I'm I'm studying that, seeing what the unique hook is or the angle. Usually it's a, you know, a ritual or a solution or a hack or something like that. Um, so I start there. Uh, the other thing I like to do too is I love to uh, do my research and I use, you know, a lot of spy tools and um, I like to see what's currently running on um, on Facebook ads. And, and yeah, I'll even look and, uh, and I have some spy tools that aren't even about Facebook. They're more focused on native ads, even though I don't run native ads myself. Um, I like to look at other platforms and see what's working on other platforms because, um, you know, once again, I think it's so important to think outside the box because that gives you a competitive edge uh, where most people that run Facebook ads look at Facebook spy tools where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look at something else that nobody else is looking at. I'm gonna pull that over into Facebook, right? So, um, so I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, what you run on Facebook. For me, it's like, you know, if I find an angle that, you know, through a spy tool and I can see that it's been working for a while, um, what I'll do is I'll have my, you know, in-house copywriter and I'll have some other people kind of, you know, kind of work around that idea and improve it and make it our own. Um, and then we release that, right? So that's kind of what we do. So. You know, I think you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Obviously, you don't want to copy or, uh, you know, just take stuff away, which a lot of people do, unfortunately, uh, especially in native. But, um, uh, you know, I definitely would. Uh, that, that's kind of the strategy I follow. Right. So I see what's working. I see what offers are working and then I put my own spin on it um, and I try to improve it and make it better. Yeah. 
I love it because we always advertise how important it is to check what your competition is doing. It's, it's not a sign of weakness, but it's really how we grow, especially in our industry where all of us, when we work together, we make more money for the yes. industry, right? I always, I always say that. Uh, but spy tools, uh, tell me specifically some spy tools or your favorite ones that you use. Yeah, so I mean, one of my favorite ones is uh, it's called Social Ad Scout. So that's always been one I've, I've personally used. They're they're more for for Facebook. Um, you know, another one that I've been recently testing out, which is actually been pretty good, is uh, it's called Visto. Uh, Visto is a good one. Um, you know, they have a free version and obviously a paid version. But uh, Visto is pretty cool because it does cover more than Facebook. You can actually look on some other stuff as well. Uh, but those are the two ones I really spend the most time on. I've done like AdBeat. I've done. Um, you know, a couple other ones too, but uh, those are the those are the two I'm currently using right now with my stuff. Yeah, awesome. That's super helpful. I ask this a lot, and uh, by doing so, we realize there are so many good ones out there. Um, and we <laughs> just last week, you know, we had uh, Attila. He's that native, and he helped us figure out that you know there are very good spy tools out there. So <laughs> there are, yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if we take some of your questions from the audience while we go everything? Okay. Let's do it. Beautiful. So we have this one here. With, it's, it's a really good one. Yeah. Um, comment on moving and testing fast. Facebook suggests keeping the ad for at least seven days to gather sufficient data. Mm -hmm. How does it work versus, versus what you said? Yeah, good question. And this is something that I hear a lot, like, you know, where it says, like, well, Facebook said this or Facebook told me to do this. And, um, and I've learned over the years to I, I tend to ignore what Facebook tells me what to do uh, and I make my own decisions on stuff. So for me personally, one thing I always teach my students is, you know, for sure, at least let your run your ad run at least 48 hours. I think 48 hours is a good kind of you know uh, time to see some data, to see some metrics and stuff like that. Um, Seven days, I think, is, is is too long. I don't think you have to go seven days, especially once you uh, you know get a dialed in offer and, and your creatives and everything. Like, you're gonna know you know what's gonna work right away, um, and, and I think that's important. So for me, I wouldn't do the seven days. I would focus on you know 48 hours or so, and then uh, and then make your decisions. Right? If your if your metrics are looking good, if your click through rates are looking good uh, after the 48 day or 48 hours, but you don't have any sales, then you know let it run another day. Right? Um, if you're at 48 hours and you're finding that, oh man, like it's just my, my metrics aren't good, my CTRs are not that good, uh, then obviously you'd want to pause your campaign or pause your ad set and move on to something else. But for me, I'm a big believer, like I don't really pay ten <laughs> too much attention to uh, uh, what Facebook tells me what to do. Yeah. That's, that was a, a good reply because, you know, while it, we love and appreciate Facebook, especially since we are live on Facebook, yeah. um, <laughs> the rules change so fast. So, yeah. you know, and, you know, I see this happening to brilliant partners like yourself, uh, which is a nice transition into my next question. Uh, what do you think about the recent need to validate uh, domains? Yeah. Um, is here to stay like this new role of validating each domain yeah i think it is i think it's kind of it is what it is at this point um you know the thing with that here, here's the thing right like I've, I've been doing this for six years and every year maybe not even every year maybe maybe every month <laughs> there's always like a new thing going on with facebook right and every single time it's like oh my god like this is the end of the world like the sky is falling you know um and yes, I mean, obviously having to, to verify domains and stuff is kind of uh, kind of annoying, right, for sure. But it's, it's not something that you'll ever, um, it's going to slow you down, right? I think that, you know, if you're in this business and you're doing affiliate marketing, like you have to be, 
you have to be a problem solver, right? Like you just have to know that you're always gonna have problems and you always have to find solutions to those problems, right? And that's the way you have to treat it, right? Um, and so for me, like, you know, yes, there's, you know, there's some more workarounds. You have to either use like third-party tracking or you have to, you know, if you're a bigger affiliate, you can get stuff, uh, you know, kind of verified pretty easily. But when you first start, you can use like uh, third-party tracking. Like I think there's like any track is one, red track is another one. You know, there's a lot of softwares out there that can, you know, kind of work around that. Um, but once again, it's not it's not the end of the world. And I think that, um, you know, the one thing that uh, I think it's actually a good thing because what it does, it's going to, I think it's going to thin the herd a little bit and it's going to make people that, uh, you know, are serious about this. They'll, they'll keep pushing forward and uh, and the people that, um, you know, give up at the slightest sign of resistance are, are going to quit. And that's that's okay because there's more room for me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but once again, it should not be a, uh, it should not be something that slows you down or, or makes you unsuccessful. Definitely not. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I've just in the, in the last few years since I've been doing this, we, we've noticed the rules changing and changing and you are right. And Robbie said it beautifully. We have problem solvers. I mean, if you want yeah. to make this industry, we have a lot of positives, but you know, if you want to take one important thing uh, with you today is definitely you want to be a problem solver. Uh, sure. Sure. It's super important for us to not get, freaked out by, you know, the new developments, I'm going to call them lightly, because, you know, it, it's going to happen, especially with Facebook and social traffic. Oh, 100%, 100%. Like, you just have to, you know, you, you just have to go with the flow, right? You just have to realize that, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're always going to have problems. Like, doesn't matter how successful you are, you're always going to have problems. And, and the goal is to be, uh, to go from having problems like, how do I make more money or how do I pay my bills? And then having better problems, right? Which is like, how do I invest my money? How do I, uh, how do I scale up my campaigns, right? And so, you know, you just got to realize that, that you know, problems are part of life and the only people that don't have problems are, are dead people. So uh, if, you're, if, you're not, uh, if, you, if you're not dead, then you're going to have problems and that's okay. You just got to work around it. <laughs> we agree. I mean, positivity always wins. That's, you know, that's my favorite. <laughs> oh, Larry is asking, Facebook does not allow direct linking to affiliate offers, right? Uh, yes, I, I would say for the most part that is true. Um, I mean, when I first started, the answer was yes, you could. <laughs> but once again, Facebook changes; things change, right? Um, and so, yeah, so that's why you know, honestly, we use like the pre-sell page, the quiz. Um, but here's the crazy thing: is honestly and truly, I find that even though we have to use a uh, like a landing page now to kind of bridge the gap between the uh, ad and the offer most of the time your conversion rates are probably going to be higher, right? And the reason why is because it's no longer an abrupt change from, you know, someone being on Facebook and just kind of like, you know, seeing what's going on then to like watch a 40 minute VSL, like that's a really abrupt change directly, right? So the important thing to remember guys is that people are on Facebook uh, not to buy something. So we need to get their curiosity, get them onto the quiz. And then the quiz, you know, by the time they answer those four questions, they've already forgotten uh, that they were on Facebook and now they're more focused on what you want to sell them, uh, which is the, uh, you know, the product that you're promoting. So, um, so the answer is no, you can't direct link, but that's okay because this is actually better. Yeah. You're welcome. That's okay. great one. I agree. Oh, we honestly advise the same thing, but we, you know, we are obviously not experts. Um, so I'm so glad you, uh, you, you know, went through mm -hmm. that class. All right, now, um, specifics. I love specifics, sorry. You know, it's, it's more fun to just talk about the general stuff, but yeah. I know everyone is, it's so helpful to you know, like uh, the specific tools or, you know, where do I start? In this case, I want to talk about money. 
everyone, you know, hates that subject. But honestly, just I would like to first focus on the beginners, right? Um, what is the minimum amount? You know, you still have your full time job. You you have a few hundred bucks or, or maybe a, a few thousand bucks mm -hmm. um, aside. How do I spend that wisely? Mm -hmm. okay. One campaign, do I pick three offers? How much a day should I spend? Just in general, of course, everything is subjective, but in general, what should I do? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. I think that, um, you know, I think, I think you can definitely get started with, you know, 500 bucks, thousand bucks as a, you know, a starting campaign budget. But I think that it's gonna really come down to how much uh, knowledge you have when you're using that budget, right? So. You know, if you're brand new, like if you were like I was, you know, six years ago, um, I went through a thousand bucks pretty quick <laughs> because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. I made stupid mistakes. You know, I was running ads that weren't going anywhere. They weren't, I forgot to like put the link in, you know, like all these you know little things that cost me a lot of money. Right. Whereas if I actually took the time and like came up with my strategy first and I just, you know, or I learned from a course or, or, or YouTube or whatever, um, I think that would go a lot further with my money, right? Because I at least have a plan in place and I have an idea of what I'm doing. So uh, I think it really depends, but I think on average, I think, you know, you know 500 to a thousand bucks is definitely a great start. I mean, the nice thing about Facebook is you can start pretty small. So you can start, you know, 20 bucks a day, you know, 30 bucks a day and get some good data that you can make some, some decisions off of. Um, native ads are a little bit tougher because you do have to spend, you know, quite a bit of money to even know if an offer is going to work or not. But uh, for me, I think that's the nice thing about Facebook is you can start, you know, 20 bucks a day and get some, get some decent data on it. Doesn't mean you're going to have, you know, a ton of success and make thousands of dollars of that 20 bucks, but uh, you know, it's definitely a good, good starting point. So for me, I think that's important. And then the other thing I would say too, that, you know, for the people that, uh, cause I get this question asked all the time and people will say, Robbie, like, I don't have a lot of money, like, or I don't have any money to run ads. Like, what can I do? And I would say, I would say, get a job or get a, uh, get a part-time job. And I say that the nicest way possible because, you know, like sometimes like you have to do what you have to do to eventually do what you want to do. Right. Which is, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, you know, getting a little part-time job and getting a side hustle where you can save some money and then, and then start your campaigns. Like, I think there's, I mean, I mean, heck that's what I, that's what I did back in the day. So, um, so that would be my advice. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's very fair, right? Because it's it's uh, terrible to tell people, well, quit your job today. You're going to be fine. You're going to make money with this. Well, yeah. you know, especially in the beginning, you know, and we advise our, our affiliate partners, we need to be pragmatic, right? Because it, it's going to be super important to have the first win, your first sale, and yeah. then consistent with having even one sale a day that's going to be fantastic because a hundred bucks a day that's you know it's it's helpful so i'm glad you said that because you do need especially when you're starting with paid media you do need a bit of a cushion to make sure you you do you are able to test otherwise mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be close to impossible yeah for sure awesome carolyn uh Robbie, when you were number one on ClickBank a couple of years ago and you made over a million a month, you have stepped. Well, just I'm, I'm going to really quickly mention Robbie is still number one. Now he's number one on MaxWeb and ClickBank and everywhere else. Uh, right now that we settled that. Uh, <laughs> did you have staff or were you running everything on your own? Awesome uh, question. Great question. Great question. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty much me. I mean, I was a, a one man show. So, um, yeah, and that's the great thing about this, 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 you know, kind of system and method and, you know, kind of the way I do things is that you don't have to have a big, 
a big staff. And and honestly, I you know I wouldn't want to have a big staff because then you have to deal with you know employees and and, and all that stuff that goes along with that. So you know honestly, when I when I did that million dollar month, it was yeah, it was just me. Um, I did have somebody that put my pages together, but that was um, as far as like running the campaigns and you know getting into the you know into the the trenches. I mean that that was me. I mean so, and I still to this day you know run campaigns. And so um, yeah, so I think that's important. I think that you know people try to outsource too fast. I think that sometimes you have to like go through the steps yourself and go through the process yourself. And because I'm a big believer, like I'll never teach somebody something that I can't am not doing myself personally. So, um, so for me, that's why I'm always kind of, you know, working on that, but yeah, it was, I was a, a one man show. Now I obviously have a little bit more of a team and some stuff because we have, you know, I have commission hero. I have a whole, whole stuff going on. So that's a, a big operation. So I need a team to, you know, <laughs> to do that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, um, and that's the great thing about affiliate marketing is you don't need to have a, a big team or a big budget or a lot of experience when you first start. I mean, you can, you can have incredible success. Yeah. That's a really good question, Carolyn. And I agree, you know, if you work super hard and you're determined, uh, you really don't need a huge team. And, you know, Robbie is a beautiful example of that, you know, that's possible. It's not just, you know, a few people talking over a cocktail. I mean, we have someone, you know, you know, real flesh and bones that can vouch for this. So awesome. All right, Jack. Do you find the Quizlanders have a huge lift over a simple page? Um, good question. I think that, you know, this is once again, this is a question I get asked quite a bit too. I think that both pages work well, right? I think that a simple page, you know, we have a short little article can be good and can definitely do well. Um, I think that, uh, but that takes a little bit of practice, right? I think that, you know, writing that copy for that can either make or break you, right? So, whereas a quiz when you first start out is much, much simpler to get going, much, much simpler to, know what's working and what's not working, right? Um, because you may find, oh, by, by question number three, there's a drop off, right? So, okay, so question number three is the problem or question number four is the problem, right? Uh, whereas with the article, you're like, well, what is it? Is it, is it this paragraph or did I say this wrong? Um, and that comes with practice. So uh, I think that, you know, initially when you first start out, a quiz lander is good. And then if you want to get technical, um, I think if you have a brand new pixel and you're running a brand new offer, I think a quiz is a better way to go because uh, people are going to be more committed to going through that question first uh, of the quiz. And then once you optimize that pixel, you have a sales on it and it's kind of a little bit more smart and, and trained, um, then you can switch over to like a simple page where you're getting, you'll get a higher click through rate, but at least you know it's more targeted traffic. But that's that's getting a little bit more um, you know in the weeds there. But but yeah, I think the either one are good, um, but I would start with a, a quiz lander first. Awesome. <laughs> What about if your video ad is the advertorial? Uh, what if your video ad is the advertorial? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. I know that you know an advertorial will be like your landing page, right? So, um, so if you had an advertorial, which is which is that, but um, your ad, um, you know, shouldn't be uh, that long. <laughs> your ad should be very short. It should be short copy. It should have some type of curiosity based image or video. Uh, it should be congruent for sure going over into your landing page. Um, but I would say that would be my advice to that. I'm not sure I exactly understand the question on that because I think the average, you're talking about the advertorial, which is on your page. Uh, an advertorial will not be on your actual ad itself. Um, but so there's a differentiation there. But I think if you're going to have uh, your advertorial, that's fine. Um, you know, just make sure that your ad is, is congruent, uh, congruent to that advertorial. Yeah. Right. I, I think what Jack means, just because I've seen this used by affiliates a lot, so you create the pre sale like the page, you know, and you call it an advertorial with the information that's going to be in the video. 
but that's usually long, right? That's usually long because uh, obviously to cover the entire video is not going to be uh, just a few sentences. Right. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little bit long. Uh, yeah. So that's the one thing you just got to be careful of, and that's why I think when you first start out, you got to be careful with writing that copy because. You know, the one thing I try not to do is, is reveal too much information in my advertorial because I still want that. You know, basically your ad creates the curiosity. Your landing page, whether it's a quiz or an advertorial, is going to cultivate that curiosity and intensify that curiosity. And people are going to be so curious, they're going to want to go over to the VSL, right? So if you give away too much, you're like, hey, you know, buy this product, blah, blah, blah. Like you, you just lost them, right? Because now, oh, I got to buy something, right? Or, um, so that would be the one thing I'd be careful of. Uh, advertorials absolutely work, but um, try not to give away too much information. Remember, just to keep that curiosity going on the advertorial when you lead people into the uh, into the VSL. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned this a few times today already: the curiosity aspect. Right. And I agree that goes hand in hand with the content, and why it's so important for us as affiliates to mm -hmm. really aware of that and you know I just want to you know circle back for a second we started a bit earlier today and Robbie said something I want to share with all of you um, on how important it is as a first step to do serious research on your offer so it's not enough to ask um, you know your AM a, a bit on the description of the offer actually watch the VSL yeah <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Watch it. <laughs> That's it. And, and and even honestly, you know, and, and what I do too, and as I also will, um, you know, I'll literally like do a transcript of the VSL sometimes. So I'll pull out a transcript and literally get it all printed out and I'll go through it and read it as well. So that's another thing you can do too. So, uh, so watch the VSL or get a transcript. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I believe we agree, but what is working better for you? Long ad copy or short? Um, you know, this is another one that like um, people get caught up on, um, you know, because people always ask, well, Robbie, should I use like how long should my copy be? And it's like, well, as long as it needs to be and not any longer. That's that's always my advice. Right. Like it's you know, if you're if your uh, ad copy is short and to the point and peaks curiosity, gets that call to action. Uh, you've done your job, right? Um, you know, you can certainly go into the long copy, but sometimes what happens is I find a lot of people, they get a little bit too cute. Uh, they get a little bit too fancy sometimes. They try to like, you know, they try to overcomplicate stuff. And I think that at the end of the day, because you got to remember Facebook, people have really shorter shorter attention spans than something like YouTube ads or whatever, right? Um, so you got to keep that in mind. And that's why, you know, for me, I like to do, you know, kind of a, a quick paragraph where it's like just piquing that curiosity, telling a little bit of a story, um, and then the second uh, paragraph is like a sentence, which just has like a little bit of a, a question where it kind of brings everything together. And then the third part is a call to action. Um, and that's exactly what uh, uh, what I do. And I think that, you know, long copy works, short copy works. But I think that uh, the shorter when you first start out, the shorter it should be because um, you'll you'll avoid making uh, silly mistakes. <laughs> Right. And I think, we, you know, you did say this earlier. I'm just repeating. You don't want to sell the selling points in, yeah. in the description. You want them to have the ta-da moment on yeah. their own later. Exactly. <laughs> Alex, what incentive do you offer them to actually take the survey? Yeah, no incentive. I mean, I mean, basically, you know, because these offers are very emotional based, right? Like if we have a weight loss offer, the incentive is people want to lose weight, right? So uh, that's a, that's a pretty pretty big incentive for a lot of people, right? There's um you know that people you know <laughs> basically uh, you know stay up at night can't sleep because they they want to feel better about themselves they don't feel as attractive or whatever, right? So I mean that's literally the incentive, and so you know I think it's important to realize that uh, and this is the other, this is the other thing too I was saying is that 
Like, you know, when you advertise, you should never advertise based on how you feel and you should never advertise based on how you buy. Like, because listen, you're not, <laughs> you know, like when I advertise for a weight loss product, I'm not going to advertise based on what I do because guess what? I'm not a 45 year old woman. Right. <laughs> and so you have to kind of, I know it's crazy, right? But you have to, uh, you have to put yourself in that person's shoes, the ideal person. That's why you go through that BSL and you find those pain points. You find who they're speaking to, right? Because then in your copy, uh, that is more than enough incentive because if you are 45 years old and you've been hoping and wanting and uh, to lose weight, you just tried all these other things and you failed, and you come to an ad that tells you, hey, there's a, uh, there's a solution to your problem that you've been wondering about, and you have to take this little quiz to learn out about it, uh, you know, obviously they're gonna jump through that quiz, no problem, yeah. Awesome, so many questions, I love yeah, it. That's great. Islam, hi Islam, I never use Facebook because of the huge amount of bans I hear about. Is there a way to overcome that, especially uh, I'm a white hat person? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, yes, there is. Right. Because I think that, uh, you know, here's the thing. Right. This is one thing that always kind of uh, is funny when people first start. People say, well, oh, my gosh, like I don't want to get my I don't want to get shut down by Facebook. Right. Um, and here's the thing, guys, like, you know, Facebook shutdowns happen. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a white hat or blue hat, purple hat. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter what color hat you're wearing. Uh, Facebook at some point in time will probably shut down your account. Right. Um, Sometimes it's the bot over triggering. Sometimes they're making an update that cause shutdown. Sometimes it just happens, right? And so it's one of those things where, you know, you can either, you know, kind of, uh, you know, pout and get upset and cry about it, or you can just realize that that's going to happen at some point and be prepared for it, right? Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Like if you're, uh, if you're driving your car down the road, right? You have four uh, tires, you've got four wheels, you got four tires, right? Uh, at some point in time, you know, whether you did something wrong or didn't do something wrong, you might get a flat tire. <laughs> okay. And so it's something where you can't be like, you know, you're not gonna be like, I'm not gonna drive anymore again, right? No, you just get a spare tire, put it into uh, the wheel that was flat, and then you go off on your way again, right? And so the same thing happens with Facebook, right? You need to make sure that you're set up for success. I tell my students that like, you know, get more business managers, get more accounts, get more stuff going. Right. Um, I think that's really, really important. Right. Um, now people will also say, well, Robbie, you can only have one profile. Like Facebook only allows that. Um, and the thing is guys, is that uh, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with Facebook reps. And uh, if you ever say to them, you know, geez, my, my, my profile is locked out. Uh, their advice is going to be, well, just create a new one. <laughs> right. So even from like, them saying it, they're, you know, they're telling you to do that. Right. And so um, I think that, you know, Facebook uh, shutdowns happen. It's part of the deal. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, doing black hat, which I personally don't do black hat or anything like that. Like it's going to happen. You just got to be ready for it, be prepared for it. Um, and if you do that and you have that mindset, that's a disposable asset, um, and you just, and that's all it's used for, you're going to be just fine. Right. And so, um, that, that would be my advice on that. That's once again, that shouldn't be a limiting factor, uh, to having success or not having success. And the thing is too, like every platform has their ups and downs, right? YouTube has ups, ups and downs. Google will shut you down sometimes. So, um, it's just, you just got to decide like, Hey, do I want to be successful? And am I going to let little things like this get in the way of my success? Right. And, you know, I, I'm so glad you said that because we always have that, you know, the grass is always greener. Right. And we hear this a lot. I, I see it all the time. And yeah. I see it not just with affiliates thinking that product owners have it easy and mm -hmm. product owners thinking affiliates have it easy. I see it between the different sources. Right. YouTube affiliates think Facebook is maybe easier or better or the other way around. And Robbie is right. You're going to deal with. 
complicated situations, uh, you know, no matter what you choose, because, you know, in the digital space, uh, you're going to have to go with the flow. And uh, the only constant is change. So I'm... And, and I'll give you another example in it too. So, you know, uh, so back, I think it was 2000, well, it's just probably December, 2018, November, 2018. Um, you know, I, I was in a situation where everything was shut down. My, my profile was shut down. My business managers got shut down. All my ad accounts got shut down. Uh, and that was at the beginning of December, 2018. Uh, and then guess what? A month later in January, 2019, uh, I won the affiliate contest and became number one on ClickBank, right? So uh, in just a matter of a month, right, from being completely shut down to then you know, doing that million dollar month and, and go on and so on and so forth. And it's changed my life forever. So you can't let little things like that. You can't, you know, the thing is like you can't let uh, temporary setbacks become permanent failure, right? And so you have to just realize you have to, you know, you're going to have setbacks and then it's your decision. Hey, do, am I going to let this hold me back or am I going to push through this? Uh, and, and move forward to success. And that, and that really comes down to uh, your own decision. But for me, I push forward. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> energy. I'm like, after this podcast, I'm going to learn how to do Facebook. I'm gonna do that. That's right. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Marilyn, how many profiles add accounts to 1 million a month? Bobar. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. So, I mean, honestly, that was only one profile. Um, and, but I did have a lot of accounts, right? So I probably ran from, oh, I don't know, probably about 10 to 12 business managers at that time I was running from. And then probably, I would say account-wise, maybe 10 to 15 accounts. Um, and, that's, and that's what you just have to do. Like, it's one of those things where you have to just, uh, you know, you have to have more of everything, right? I think that's, that's so important to do that, right? Because, you know, you never want to be caught with just one of something when it comes to running ads on Facebook. You want to have multiple stuff going. Um, so if, you know, God forbid, one of your ad accounts gets shut down, it's not the end of the world. Like you're still running. You still have 10 other ones going. And so, uh, you know, so that's, that's you know, ballpark where we were. Yeah, about there, but right around there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you verify all your business managers? Um, you know, I go back and forth. I test both. I mean, typically I do not initially. Um, you know, verifying is one of those things where, you know, if your business manager gets shut down, then it comes in handy when it comes to verifying. Uh, but for me personally, you know, if my business manager gets shut down, I'm on to, I'm gone. I'm, I'm on to the next one. Uh, I'm not really going to worry about it too much. And I think that, um, you know, that's the other thing too, is if I, if I ever get something shut down, I don't spend, you know, weeks being upset about it. I give myself, you know, five minutes to be as angry as I want. And then, then I move on. Right. So, <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of what I do. Yeah. So just five minutes, that's all I give myself. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can verify if you want for me personally. I don't, I don't, it's not really that big of a deal to do it. You know, honestly, yeah. Awesome. I'm not going to ask what you're going what you're doing in those five minutes. So. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> and broadcast now. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you prefer image ads over 40 second video ads? Um, I, I've noticed a lot of affiliates using like those small video ads and Jack is right. Like the, you don't have to sell with it. It's just like get the attention. Um, my, in my humble experience, I've noticed a lot of the images and, working very well but i'll i'll let robbie answer yeah i think anna, anna you're right so i think for me um you know both do well videos do well images do well for me personally i think images are the better ones to test initially because with an image you're going to know right away hey this works or this doesn't work and you're going to know why that is right uh whereas with a video you know say you have a 40 second video that's probably going to be I don't know, I'm guessing it, you know, most of the time they're like a slideshow or they're quick little clips. You know, say you got five clips in that 40 seconds, you're not gonna know like 
Was it clip number two that caused the conversions to go down or was it clip number three? So for me personally, I start with the images first because I want to see what works. I want to have a working concept. Once I have that working concept, then I can go ahead and create a, uh, a video off of that concept. And that tends to do a lot better. So uh, that would be my advice there. Awesome. Really good questions, Jack. I love it. We, I mean, we have all our friends here watching. So, and nice. uh, you know how our industry is. You'll have everyone is an introvert. So I'm so proud when people are asking questions because I know everyone is actually super excited to yeah. hear the, you know, your reply. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys for going out of your comfort zone and asking. All right, Sydney, when you create a new profile, do you delete the old one? Uh, no, no, I just keep it going. I mean, I mean, basically, you know, with a profile, for example, if I if I, I'm using one or I created one, and uh, you know, say like the advertising gets restricted or something like that, I'm just gonna let it be. I'm not gonna log in again. It's you know, once again, these are you know, the purpose of having these is just to run ads, right? I'm, I'm in the business of, uh, I don't really use Facebook so much to do social media stuff. Uh, personally, I'd, I'd much rather just um, you know play golf. <laughs> so, but for, but for me, it's like you know when I use Facebook, it, it is for the purpose of making money, right? So um, that's exactly what I do. So yeah, I don't I don't delete them. I just kind of let them be and just let them hang out in Facebook, um, you know, forever. So yeah. <laughs> well, this is a personal question. Not personal. I'm, I'm personally curious about it. How many how many campaigns do you run? Like how many offers, not campaigns, because that can get confusing. How many offers do you pick? Five offers that you know are doing super well, just one, maybe 10. How many offers should we run? In, you know, yeah, great question. I mean, so, you know, when, um, you know, for me personally, if, it, if it's just me running stuff, I like to focus on one offer at a time. Um, I mean, even even back when I had that, you know, that million dollar month and I've, I've done, you know, a few of those uh, over the last few years. But, uh, you know, every single time it's always been with one offer. Right. It's always been with one offer. And I think that, you know, that's a misconception where I think where people think in order to make more money, they have to do more things <laughs> or promote more stuff. And it's actually the opposite. You, have to, you should be doing less. You should be focusing on one traffic source, one offer, one method. Right. And that's that's what I do. I mean, obviously, now that you know, I'm starting to kind of build a build a team that, that can run some stuff for me. We're gonna you know do more offers. But even those uh, those people that are running the ads for me, they're focused on one offer, right? Because that's that's you have to focus on one offer because otherwise it's just like it's just too much going on. Your attention is in too many places, and so you know I don't want to get like mediocre results across the board. I want to hone in. Let's focus on one offer and scale it up. And that's why you know with a mass market offer like a weight loss offer, man, you can. Have that one offer and, and scale it to some crazy, crazy numbers, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I agree, and I mean, I, I I'm personally seeing this a lot. Uh, most of our super uh, affiliate partners, you know, they'll pick a few uh, different campaigns, but never a crazy amount. It's never gonna be twenty offers at the same time because it's it's very hard to manage. You get burned out, and you know, it's if you want to make a lot of money, it's more important for my, you know, humble experience and what I'm seeing super affiliates do to work on the creatives. So, you know, Robbie said it earlier: the the eighty twenty rule, right? Yep. So that doesn't mean you have to run eight big offers and two small ones, right? Because we misinterpret that a lot. Uh, I see it as, you know, spend 80% of your energy on, you know, running your offer and then on testing new creatives. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily everyday testing new offers. It's it's super cool to test new stuff. But, you know, focus on making sure you make money from one big one. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, I think that's, you know, that's, that's important. Like the, the number one goal is, you know, as an affiliate marketer is to make money, to make money. Like I, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but that's true because like, otherwise, why are you doing affiliate marketing? So I think that, you know, cause a lot of people get all distracted, right? They're like, well, I want to start my own product now, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And my, my advice is always like, well, just focus on one offer, make a bunch of money and then do whatever you want, but make some money first with that one offer. And, uh, and that should help you out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, Dana, let's see. I have some success with traffic campaign converting in large audience settings. Do you recommend using traffic campaigns for conversions? Um, yeah, so, you know, I personally do a conversion campaigns for conversions. Um, you know, I think traffic is, you know, traffic is fine in the sense that you can get some cheaper clicks and, you know, because that's what, that's what optimizes for is just clicks going to the landing page or landing page views. Um, but at the end of the day, the, my most successful campaigns were, you know, my bread and butter, what, what puts food on the table is uh, is conversion campaigns, right? So uh, I think traffic campaigns are great to test your creatives and to see if you get like a really good uh, click through rate on your ads, or your copy and stuff. And that's great because you can test out, you know, pretty quick. You get a lot cheaper clicks than conversions. Uh, and then once you find your winners there, you can switch to conversion campaign and do that. But uh, for me personally, I'm more on the uh, team conversions. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, if Roambi is on team conversions. <laughs> All right, Don, do you prefer ABO or CBO when you start testing the new offer and why? Yeah, good question. So uh, I personally love ABO, right, which is ad set budget optimization as opposed to campaign budget optimization. Uh, the reason why I think that is, you know, once again, I like to have control of my campaigns, right? And so, you know, with a CBO, it's definitely great. Once you get things dialed in, you have an update on the pixel and you're, you're starting to, you know, do that. You can certainly go to a CBO. But the problem with CBO sometimes is that obviously Facebook favors uh, some of the ad sets more than the others. It basically decides for you which one it thinks is doing better. Uh, so for me personally, I love to go ad set budget. And I think I'd like to do ad set budget more as well because for me personally, I'm able to scale up a lot faster because I can duplicate out those ad sets. Whereas with a CBO, it's like it's a little bit tougher. You have to like increase like you know 20% every other day, or you can try to go 50%, you know, but sometimes that can you know just knock it out of whack, you know, kind of just knock it out of its uh, groove there. Um, so for me, I, I tend to go ABO. Um, even like on, on mature campaigns that are they're doing some good numbers, I'll still do ABO just because you know I like to just continue to test out new stuff and, and duplicate out of there. So uh, hopefully that helps you out, Don. <laughs> That's awesome. Again, thank you guys. Fantastic questions um and well someone asked earlier and i uh intentionally left the question for the end because i do want you to have some time to answer someone was entering was asking if you do any mentoring uh oh. so for people that don't know this robbie has a course uh mm -hmm. you know at a point that he's you know he's not trying to uh you know we're not trying to sell that to anyone but I've noticed that so many people do need help. And while we we have a lot of free resources out there, it's good to know that there are options, right? So t tell me a bit about your course and what do you do with your students? Yeah, so well, so, you know, basically I have um, a course, it was, it's called Commission Hero. And essentially Commission Hero started uh, back almost, well, it'll be, it'll be two years on April 1st. It'll be two years, so, uh, which is crazy. And, and during that time, we've helped, uh, uh, just over 9,000 students have success online, which is unbelievable. And, 
And the crazy thing is, it's not just a little success, it's like a lot of success. And so we've had, you know, students get their first sale. We've had students get their first $100 a day. We've had some students do a $1,000 a day. Uh, last year alone, we had seven students hit seven figures. Um, we uh, just recently got a, a letter from uh, another network, which obviously ClickBank, which we both uh, I love ClickBank, but ClickBank actually surveyed 1,015 of my students. They found that those 1,015 students they surveyed uh, generated $26 million on their platform, right? Which is unbelievable, right? Which averages out to like 25,000 per, per student. So. Um, we've been able to do that and be able to help a lot of people out. And I think that um, it, it's been unbelievable. And, and the cool thing is, is actually, I think we're doing a, a workshop together too, Anna, pretty soon where, um, you know, we're actually going to be sharing a new uh, kind of upgraded uh, version that I think you guys are going to love, which has some really, really cool uh, software and some tools that are going to help automate stuff because, you know, just uh, with Commission Hero, which is awesome, don't get me wrong, but uh, it's a lot of more manual work, whereas we've kind of automated some stuff here and, and I'm excited. Like at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, it's so important right now to, to double down on having an online business and double down on having success online um, because the world has changed, right? Everybody is online now more than ever before. I mean, schools are, universities are, uh, you know, the normal stuff is, is not normal anymore and you have to kind of adjust with that. And I think having an online business is so important because, you know, I, you know Anna, like I told you uh, recently, like, I, you know, I have my, my CrossFit gym, but you know, my CrossFit gym in 2020 was shut down for like six months, right? Like not open because we couldn't be open. So, um, you know, thank God I have an online business to, to keep going forward, right? Because if I was just, you know, just a gym owner, which is there's nothing wrong with that, I would have been in a, in a, a much uh, more difficult situation, right? So I think it's so important to, to learn a skill and put in the work now and, and put in your, your reps now because, uh, you know, it's going to pay off in the long run for you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm living proof of that. So, yeah, so we're going to, like I said, we're going to do that workshop together, which, uh, you know, I know you'll post uh, and send an email out for all that stuff, but, uh, you know, I definitely expect everybody to be on there because, we're basically going to break down the whole case study of how people have that much success. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff. We're working with Max Web on everything too. So yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. So if you don't mind, besides the workshop, uh, we're going to add like the commission hero link um, in the comments, just in yeah. case we sure. hear, because we might have new affiliates that are looking at this later on. Uh, and it's just important. We always love to provide access to, you know, there's a lot of free stuff out there and then there are a lot of courses that I really think help. Um, yeah. And I'm super grateful we're gonna do the workshop soon. That's right. gonna be incredible. And, you know, for medium-sized affiliates too, and, you know, even super affiliate partners that used to do very well on Facebook and now they're struggling. I, I you know, I think the workshop is gonna help, uh, you know, a lot of different size affiliates, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Like, I, yeah, I think that you're not too small or you're not too big to, to learn something. I mean, I think that's, that's so important. And then, uh, even for me, like even at, you know, at the level that I've been able to, to get and be fortunate to be at, um, I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, you know, buying courses and joining masterminds. And, you know, I think that at the end of the day, you have to always stay humble and you have to realize that, you know, it's, you know, it can, it can all go away in an instant. Right. So you have to just always, uh, push forward and just and stay humble and, and don't take yourself too seriously and that's uh, that's important. So yeah, I think that uh, you definitely definitely jump on the workshop because we're going to be covering a lot of stuff and um, I think people are going to get really really excited about it. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, one more question. Um, yeah. I asked Joel asked earlier and uh, that's going to be: Do you duplicate winning ad sets or increase budget on the one ad set? 
Yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I, I do both, right? So uh, I tend to duplicate that winning ad set out. So I'll duplicate three to five times or so uh, at that original budget just to see how it does. And then later on, I'll duplicate at higher budgets per ad set. Um, at the same time, I'll also vertically scale that ad set. So if the ad set is at you know 20 bucks, I'll go up to whatever it is, 24 bucks for the uh, 20%. I'll do that every other day. Um, and sometimes, you know, I find that you may get to a point where you increase the budget uh, vertically on an ad set. Uh, you do it twice and you may find like, oh, just like vertically scaling more is just not going to get to where it wants to be. Um, and sometimes the other advice I would give too is if you scale it up vertically, say you go like two notches up uh, and you find it starts to have like some diminished returns, don't just pause it, scale it back down a step and see how it does and then scale it back down a step and see how it does. Uh, sometimes they'll kick back in a groove. So yeah, so I do both. I duplicate and uh, and I vertically scale. Awesome. That's good question. Good reply. Okay, you guys, we have Robbie here for over an hour. Um, I appreciate you, Robbie, so much. Thank mm -hmm. you for being here. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have the workshop we were telling you about soon. And uh, thank you for watching our video podcast. Uh, we are going to have the links if you want to listen later. Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever you want, we have it. Uh, Robbie, I appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, very soon. Of course, Anna. Well, hey, thanks so much for having me. It's always uh, awesome talking to you. And, and, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. All right, you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day.